Listen, listen. We'd be more than happy to come in there, put an end to your little celebration. But there are much bigger fish to fry than you two jerks. Bobby Fish just said fish. Pete, Pete, that's hilarious. How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Don't worry about how many fish Bobby Fish could fry. He said it, it's a thing now. It's a thing now. How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? about to make history, each and every one of you. We use the word revolution because this is a revolution. I am NXT and I'm not going anywhere. Oh, a little bit of the bubbly. This is an official declaration of war tonight to anyone who wants to get in my way and anybody who stands in AEW's way. We This is what you call a paradigm shift. Hello and welcome to the WWE vs. AEW podcast, week 18 of the Wednesday Night Wars. As ever, I am your host, Daniel. How's everyone doing this week? So, week 18, week 18 it was. We had NXT and we had, as ever, AEW. WNXT are two weeks away, well before this, two weeks away from NXT TakeOver Portland, whilst AEW are three weeks, three weeks, four weeks away from their first pay-per-view since full gear in AEW Revolution. So, the shows should be picking up a little bit as we gather pace towards these two big shows. So, why am I feeling the stamina? Yeah? Honestly, I'm not a bit of a depressing way. I don't know. I didn't really feel much excitement going into either of these two shows. Um, I don't know if that's just personal because, I don't know, I have watched a lot of wrestling, a big weekend of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, I watched quite a lot of Raw on Monday. So, yeah, on Wednesday, sometimes it just feels like, do I really need three and a half hours of wrestling on a well, Thursday night in the UK because um, obviously it's a 1am start over here for both shows, so I watch on a Thursday night. Sometimes it is a squeeze, not like this weekend I am away at football, trip away at Wigan, weekend on the beer, but it is like I needed to get this podcast recorded Friday morning before work, so I had no choice last night but to watch both shows. And when you're feeling like you're having to watch both shows, it is a little bit of a chore instead of being able to space them out. But that is on me. I'm sure people out there love these two shows. So let's get into some a little bit of the news. So AEW, AEW, as I put on my Twitter account, last weekend 
basically confirmed what Cody, what they've been saying all along, that they will not be at WrestleMania weekend. They announced a show hundreds and hundreds of miles away from WrestleMania weekend from Tampa Bay, Florida. And I, I said I didn't think that this was... The right decision, and I stand by that. I don't think it's the right decision. People out there be like, yeah, but they don't want to be seen to be piggybacking off all these other shows. And it's like, look, AW are averaging 3,500, 4,000 at these TV tapings, yeah? 3,500 to 4,000. Ring of Honor Supercard gets about that on WrestleMania weekend. So they're averaging 3,500 to 4,000. They're nowhere near getting the crowds that they really that the end goal is going to be. Sure, they're doing all right on TV, right? So at this point, I think it's a little bit, as I've said, I think it is a little bit arrogant to say, look, we don't need to piggyback off this. We, 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 we're our own separate entity, which is wrong for me. Now, I might maybe looking at this from a biased point of view because I'm flying all the way from the UK to WrestleMania weekend. Now, I look at WrestleMania weekend, as do many other wrestling fans, as a wrestling carnival as such, something where, a wrestling festival, that's more the phrase I'm looking for, where every wrestling company in the world, it seems, heads over to wherever WrestleMania may be and puts on shows, yeah, it, it's just the way it is, like, for people, it's alright for people in America, but people in the UK, people in Europe, Germany, France, wherever, people come from all over, all over the world for WrestleMania week. And a lot of it, me, I don't go specifically for WrestleMania. I go so I can, it's basically just the one place where I can see as many different shows, as many different wrestlers as I can in the space of a week. So I just think that it's a little bit, I don't know. I don't think it's the right decision. Maybe in five years you can do this, yeah? Once you've properly, properly established yourself. But say if they didn't want to go to Tampa, Fair enough. Ring of Honor haven't gone to Tampa. Ring of Honor about, what, 30 miles away in Lakeland, maybe 40, 50, I don't know, right? So what I'm saying is maybe why couldn't AEW have run somewhere else in Florida? I'm sure there's towns, what, 100 miles away, 150 miles away, where it wouldn't be as in there as piggybacking off WWE as such, but it does give the chance for these fans, these worldwide fans that have travelled all over to sample the AEW product. You might have a WWE fan who's travelled over, who's going to see AEW and thinks, why am I not watching this? I didn't know about this. Um, I've been watching WWE, but this AEW show was great, so I do think it is a big mistake. I'm going to take you something here. I had never heard of Progress, and I went to WrestleMania years ago, and I'm sat there as a WWE mark, whatever, at one of these Access shows, and out comes Jim Smallman with Pete Dunne, and Mark Andrews. I had no idea who these guys were. No idea. Alright? And then I'm sat there at Access, because I'm not really one for queuing up. Sat there at Access, and I thought, I know. Jimmy! Psst! Jimmy! Shut up! Cat always interferes with this podcast. Don't know what's up with the guy recently. Anyway. Flipping heck. Live recording, what can I do? Anyway. So, my point is, yeah... If it wasn't for that access, I probably wouldn't have been open to this Progress product, which was right on my front door, and I didn't know anything about it, because not everybody is engrossed in this social media thing. I know a lot more people know about AEW than, say, WWE, I mean, than Progress, sorry, but 
It is. It does help. At these WrestleMania, you've got 70,000 minimum wrestling fans from all over the world heading to one place, one destination for one weekend. And it's just a ridiculous, in my opinion, decision not to be there. Your talent are already scattered all over shows. They're already scattered all over these shows. So why not run a show? Why not have a show there just, it doesn't even have to be in the town, it doesn't have to be in Tampa, but it can be somewhere in and around there. You are not this, you are not established like WWE are at this moment in time. You're just not. Do you know what I mean? And if you're looking to expand and gain new viewers, new customers, what would it hurt to have a show where is, it's just like, alright, so I'm a window cleaner, yeah, right? And say if there was, I don't know, in my area, there was... A huge percentage of people who didn't have window cleaners or maybe looking for new window cleaners, yeah? If there was a big thing going on, I would have a presence there to gain customers, to gain notice. Especially if I was just starting up. If I was a year and a half into my window cleaning business, yeah, which I'm a lot further than that in. If I was a year and a half in, yeah, and I'm still looking to grow, my presence will be felt on this weekend or at this event. I want people, I don't want everyone talking about other window cleaners that week. I want people talking about me. I want people invested in my product. It might be a bad comparison, but it's just a little tiny thing where you've got to have a little bit of presence for me. But people might be saying, thinking, what is this guy on about window cleaning to wrestling? It might be a bad comparison. But what I'm just saying is, if you're a new brand that's trying to get people, let's be honest, WWE... NXT are head-to-head with AEW. NXT, the whole podcast you're listening to is the WWE versus AEW podcast. And to say, oh, well, this is their weekend. We don't want to um, step on their toes. WWE moved NXT head-to-head with AEW. They moved head-to-head with AEW purely to try and stop people watching AEW. I thank them for it, because if not, this podcast wouldn't be about. But for me, it is... I'm going on a bit, but I feel strongly about this. They should have a presence at this weekend. They should have done last year in New York, yeah? New Japan were there. Ring of Honor were there. Every other wrestling company and his dog were there, but there was no AEW. WrestleMania weekend last year, nobody was talking about AEW. You are, at the end of the day, you're going to gain more from going than you're going to lose. You're not going to lose any fans by piggybacking off WWE. You're not. You're not going to lose any fans, but you might gain some. In fact, you would gain some. So, a bit of common sense. Have a show. If you really don't want to be perceived as piggybacking off WWE, yeah, which, do you know what I mean? At this stage in the game, there's nothing wrong with that. Have a bit of a presence there. Look what WWE did. They invaded WCW, yeah? You had Triple H on his stupid tank there. They wanted a presence at that WCW show. AEW need a presence at the biggest wrestling weekend of the year, especially when, let's face it, right? So, I'm not the biggest WWE fan. I like it, yeah? I look back fondly on my time as a WWE fan, yeah? I enjoy it, but I'm not some diehard WWE fan. I'm going to WrestleMania weekend, yeah, right? There's no chance of getting me flying from the UK to double or nothing, to all out. It's not a destination weekend. They don't have loads of other shows piggybacking off them. They might have the odd couple, but for me, 
Although I possibly even prefer the AEW content to certainly to the main roster content. Mm, maybe. Maybe not sometimes. But there's no way that I'm flying over to watch an AEW show until they sort of get their own destination weekend. People might say, oh, All Out in Chicago is their destination weekend. No, it's not. It's not. You might have a few hundred people flying over from Europe. But WrestleMania, I can't move for English people, for European people at WrestleMania. You can't move for fly-ins. So, yeah. They should have a presence at WrestleMania weekend. If you disagree with me, hit me up on Twitter. I'm sure some people are sat pulling their hair out now thinking, what is this guy on about? But it's something I passionately feel about. So, that is the opening 10 minutes of this show. And I, I didn't even have that rant planned at all. I was planning on not even talking about it. But, hey... Anyway, I guess we better talk about the ratings because I really didn't have too much time to go into a lot of detail on this show today. It's been a squeeze to get this show in. I was going to... I'm a completely open book here. I was planning on doing just a bumper double show next week because I don't feel like much happened on the TV this week. But, do you know what I mean? I'm doing my best. Doing my best to get these weekly shows out for all of the listeners and subscribers to the WWE versus AEW podcast. Maybe we'll lose a few subscribers. That, But I'm always going to be honest and give my true opinions on this show. Right, so I think it's time we actually talk about the subject of the show. Week 18 of the Wednesday Night Wars and the ratings. It was, do you know what I mean? It's no surprise at this point. It was another victory for AEW. The ratings head-to-head for this year is AEW6 NXT nil. And if I go on Twitter and have to read these do-gooders going, I don't really care about the ratings. I don't care about the ratings. It doesn't matter. It does matter. The ratings are important. If NXT were winning by 400,000 people, it would affect your weekly shows. If AEW were winning by 400,000 people, it would affect your future shows. So, yeah, it is a big deal. I know you say it's not, but cardhole facts is... It is a big deal. I feel like I'm in a bad mood this morning. But anyway, anyway, so the ratings, the ratings are AEW had a great, great amount of viewers this week. And 928,000, I think it's their second highest amount of viewers this year. NXT, 770,000. It is an increase for both shows from last week, though. Um, but AEW, 928,000. NXT, the story is, the big story going in was, would NXT close that gap? Would they close that gap? They ditched the re- the um the they, they run over ten minutes every week. They ditched that last week. So would you have a few more viewers trickling over to NXT this week? Charlotte Flair was advertised on Monday Night Raw in front of two point one million viewers. It was advertised strong. She would be on NXT to answer Rhea Ripley's challenge for a match at WrestleMania. Story we talked about on last week's show. Something cat in and out of this cat flap. Go on, Jim. Right. So, this cat is a star of this podcast at this point. Anyway, so the question was, would they bridge that gap? I thought they would. I thought it would be close. I did think AEW might still win, but I would have estimated maybe by a 60,000, margin. But no. Quick maths. They did a win of 158,000 viewers for AEW. A big victory for them on the week. Um... Maybe Charlotte Flair isn't the draw that everyone thought she might be. So if they're thinking, if they're sat there thinking, well, if we can't even get a big boost and get some AEW fans to watch the show, there was a little bit of an increase in viewers, let that be said. But if they can't even bridge the difference by having a 
perceived star and main eventer of WrestleMania, let's not forget. People might say Charlotte Flair's not a draw. She's main evented WrestleMania. You'd like to think the main, people who main event WrestleMania, when they go on the third brand, they would draw the viewers. But they didn't. They didn't. That's the card hold facts. People watched AEW this week. Maybe not the result WWE wanted. So who's next? Roman Reigns, maybe. Is he going to be on NXT? Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, who? Somebody, they're going to do something. I'm telling you, there is going to be a reaction in these next three to four weeks. Maybe it might. they might wait until after TakeOver Portland and see what happens there. So the go-home show for that show next week. So they'll be hoping for strong viewers next week. I'm pretty sure we will see maybe Rey Mysterio appear on NXT. Yeah? Maybe he'll go and confront Angle Garza after what happened on Monday Night Raw, where Angle Garza did debut on the main roster. Um... So, yeah, that is the ratings news. Um, I guess we better get into these shows because we don't have a whole lot of time left. I hate it when I'm listening to a podcast. Yeah, I'm just doing the same thing. When I'm sat investing my time into it and the people are going, we don't have a whole lot of time today. I'm thinking, Meh. but I've got to be honest, I don't have a whole lot of time, but hey, you got to roll with it. So, AEW show. I'm going to be honest, I didn't have the full amount of time last night to watch the full show. I just had to watch... I watched all of NXT practically, and I watched the majority of AEW. AEW, the highlights, we had Moxley defeating Ortiz. Moxley stabbed Santana with his car keys post-match. The crowd was so hot for Moxley in this. And next week, we're going to have an eye-for-an-eye match between Moxley and Santana. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting little thing going on. And it, it was a nice little progression of their story. The Moxley-Jericho feud, they're doing a really good job with it and we had SCU defeating the best friends um, after that match Dark Order attack we had Orange Cassidy walk in to confront the Dark Order they asked him to join but he refused they beat him down and the fallen angel Christopher Daniels comes out for the save next I'm going to be completely honest we had Britt Baker was it Emi Sakura? I can't even remember who it was. Didn't watch this match. Didn't watch this match. I saw my mate message me saying that match was poor, so I didn't watch that match. Hey, I've got to be honest. This is a weekly, week-by-week week detail of my experience watching the Wednesday Night Wars. And if I'm not motivated to watch a certain match, I've got to let that be known on the show. Um, next. Was it next? Have I missed something? We had a match that was really good. It was the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Hangman Page versus the Butcher and the Blade and the Lucha Brothers. This was a really good match. I felt the crowd felt like a bit of a WWE crowd. I felt like they weren't really that sure how to react to certain things in this match. It was a certainly a PWG-style ending to the match. The last five minutes and the crowd just, to me, didn't really know how to react to it. But it was really, really good. Um, my complaint about this match is I didn't like that they had the biggest star in the match arguably the biggest star in the company at the moment, Hangman Page, lose. He looks stupid because he didn't want to tag in the Young Bucks. He did not want to tag in the Young Bucks when he had an injury. He wanted to go it alone, and he got his ass handed to him, and he looked like an idiot. So that was bad booking. Yeah, it progresses this storyline, but you've just got Hangman Page so over. Don't mess it up. They did redeem themselves later with a little segment later on, but didn't like this. And I certainly didn't like the cameraman missing the three count at the end of the match. That is unacceptable. Um, we have Pac, after this, Kenny Omega cuts a promo, and Pac backstage hints that, well, he sort of like hints he's going to attack Rio, but he goes, I may be a bastard, but I'm not a beast. 
and he gets Nyla Rose to attack Rio. And next week, we will get Rio versus Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship. And that is a rematch from the very first week of Dynamite, if you rewind back to that show in Washington. Um, we have a 20-second video package of Darby Allen throwing a th well, shooting a th flamethrower at a cardboard cutout of Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. 20 seconds, but very effective. This was nice. Um, backstage, we have Hangman Pay. I feel like I'm breezing through this, but I didn't feel like the shows were really warranted too much talk this week. didn't really feel like it, AW particularly was too interesting, except for the, the tag match and the main event angle. But backstage, we have the Young Bucks who take Hangman Page's beer off him. They sort of say, this is the problem. We know this is the problem. They walk off. Hangman Page picks up a four-pint pitcher and starts drinking that. So, yeah. A nice little segment, sort of redeemed, not really, but they tried to redeem making Hangman Page look stupid earlier in the night. Next, we have a segment, a the 10 Lashes segment. Now, people are saying, oh, I don't want to see that in wrestling. To be honest, it was uncomfortable to watch at times. Those bruises on the back of Cody Rose, those marks were brutal. Every respect for him to taking that, I wouldn't fancy taking that myself. Um, MJF, great heel work by instead of just in my head, I was thinking he'd just go bam, 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 bam. But no, he waited, he took his time. We had the Young Bucks coming out, Dustin Rhodes coming out, Brandy Rhodes coming out. So maybe they bin that um, whole nightmare collective bollocks off. Excuse my language. Um, but yeah, really, really effective. And the one thing, because it's been three to four months and they had to drag it out, they felt like it was cold, this cold AMJF. Um, feud had gone a little bit cold, but whether you liked it or not, the crowd in was it Huntsville didn't really know how to react to this. Um, you probably weren't used to seeing this at WWE shows, but it really got the heat back on this feud, and that was the whole purpose of this segment. So it worked a treat for me in that aspect. So yeah, I like this segment. I thought it did a really good job. It served its purpose of getting everyone back invested in this Cody MJF stuff, and then at the end of it, just to Icing on the cake, MJF boots Cody Rolls in the bollocks once again. I just great. It was a great, I, I really enjoyed this segment. It was good and it did its job. And we go off air with, was it a fan, was it a wrestler attacking MJF? But MJF beat him up. But yeah, it was, I enjoyed the four on four tag match. I thought they did an okay job in the opening with uh, Moxley versus Ortiz. And the show ended well, so it was an okay show. Some of the stuff in the middle didn't really do it for me. I didn't even talk about the um, Kip Sabian, Joey Janela match. thought they would have saved that for the pay-per-view. Maybe they stay, still will, but hey. I had to have a bit of water on air there. Right, let's move on to NXT. NXT, how many fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? How many fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Oh, messed it up there, didn't I? But yeah, uh, <laughs> hopefully you watched NXT, because if not, you think, what is this guy going on about? But yeah, the opening segment of NXT, and as we, as the theme, the running theme on this show is, Matt Riddle is a superstar. We have Matt Riddle, Pete Dunne, coming out in this, I don't even know, enlarged toy car with the Dusty Rhodes trophy on the back. You've got Pete Dunne looking miserable. You've got Matt Riddle having the time of his life. You've got Riddle and Dunne having a promo. 
Um, Undisputed come out saying they're making a mockery of this, setting up their match at NXT TakeOver Portland. And then Bobby Fish makes a comment about Fish, and Matt Riddle just loves it, doesn't he? Can't get enough of it. And he starts what marching around the ring with as much charisma as you could imagine. More than I tried in that opening little line. But <laughs> he just starts shouting. Like I said at the start, how many fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? And he's marching around the ring. And I'm just thinking, oh, you've got him. You've got your superstar right there. Hopefully he confronts Goldberg on SmackDown tomorrow night, tonight. But it's not going to happen, is it? But just great stuff. Great stuff. Matt Riddle is a superstar. Next, Angle Garza defeating um, Swerve Scott. Really good match. Nice little match. Um, Angle Garza is, well, He's he's been moved to the main roster, I think, for the time being with Zelina. But he's still going to be on NXT in the meantime, which is fine. Um, Garza hints that he's going to be challenging Jordan Devlin in the future. So, yeah, this was a good match. It got Swerve over, made Swerve look good. But in the end, Angle Garza got the victory. Um, we have Undisputed backstage looking for Champa. Roderick Strong shaves some kid's hair. I'm just going to breeze through this because that, do you know what I mean? Um, whatever. We're Dominic Dijak. Dominic Dijak. Dominic Dijakovic, excuse me, defeating Killian Dane. And he will face Keith Lee at NXT TakeOver Portland. Excited for that match. What a card we've got for NXT TakeOver Portland. What a card. We'll be talking about that card in depth next week. Backstage, we have Undisputed being up Kushida and. I don't even know his name. Jonah Rock to me. He's Jonah Rock to me. So, Undisputed being up Kushida and Jonah Rock. We have a really good split screen between Johnny Gargano and Finn Balor. Gargano says he doesn't want to be the guy who lost, beat the guy at TakeOver, who lost 17 weeks in a row to Bobby Lashley on Raw. Balor says that Finn Balor is gone. He is dead. But Balor says he's here to have the match of Gargano's life, the last match of Gargano's life. Really good little two, three minutes here exchange between the two. Great stuff. Got It finishes with Gargano saying he's going to drive a flag, the NXT flag, through the heart of Finn Balor, and he does not miss. Um, next, Mercedes Martinez defeat Casey Catanzaro. Quick match, not much to talk about here. Um, we have Tommaso Ciampa attacking Undisputed backstage. This beat brings on a 4-1 beatdown, Undisputed beating down Champa, Riddle and Dunn make the save. They set up a tag match for later on in the show. We have a really good match between Jordan Devlin and Tyler Breeze. I am really happy to see Jordan Devlin on NXT proper. Hopefully this is not just a one-off and they're going to have him with the Cruiserweight title consistently on the show. Because reports suggest Triple H and Shawn Michaels are huge Fans of Devlin's, as am I. If you're listening to this and you're not really a watcher of independent wrestling, go and dig out Jordan Devlin versus David Starr versus Walter from OTT. Those matches are available on YouTube, I believe. So go and check those out. Great matches. Great matches. Um, we have next Bianca Belair, Charlotte, Rhea Ripley confrontation. It's basically, they did a good job of still trying to build um, Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley for TakeOver. But they're both basically arguing over who gets to fight Charlotte. But then they both say, we are NXT and beat down Charlotte. Nice segment. Enjoyed it. Um, Ripley versus Charlotte. Feels like it's going to be a big match for WrestleMania. 
Um, Undisputed Era versus Matt Riddle, Pete Dunne, Ciampa was the main event. Um, this match ended in DQ, and it's set up for the return of the one Velveteen Dream, who basically issued that challenge for Roderick Strong, which I'm expecting we will see at TakeOver Tampa. So Velveteen Dream returns to the show. It was a good show, this. I always complain about NXT being too heavy, too... I don't know, they just concentrate on the wrestling side of it. But yeah, they had loads of stuff going on, loads of stuff backstage, loads of angles, loads of promos. I enjoyed it. This was one of the better NXT shows. I feel like they got the balance of wrestling to build really, really good. AEW was, it had one good match, two decent segments. Yeah, winner of the week. Breeze through them two shows, didn't we, this week? But had to be done. At least I got the show out for you. Was going to be a double show next week, but yeah. Time, time is money, my friend. Anyway, you're the winner of the week, the winner of this week, week 18 of the Wednesday Night Wars. AEW won the ratings, but who wins with overall show quality? NXT. NXT win with overall show quality. I felt like their show flew by. We had loads of things going on in the show. We had some good matches. We had some really good. We had Balor, Gargano build. We had them building up for Champa Cole. We had done riddle segment to open the show which i thought was fantastic and um, we had a really good jordan devlin versus tyler breeze match a really good angle garza versus swerve scott match yeah we could not i mean they did nice little things with undisputed era you could have some people out of undisputed era facing kushida facing john rock in upcoming weeks so i really liked everything on the show this week i thought it was a very good episode of nxt and an okay episode of dynamite so overall winner of the week goes to nxt match of the week although i hated how they ended it i hated the missing the pinfall but the best match of the week has to go to the four on four tag match on a e w so yeah that's your show that's your show half an hour almost gone um sorry it couldn't be a little bit longer as i say I'm eating into my working day here, but I wanted to get a shout out for you guys. I really appreciate everyone listening to the show. Even if you disagreed with what I said about AEW, making a mistake of not being at WrestleMania weekend, let me know. I want to know. Do you know what I mean? I've seen all the replies on Twitter. Last week, I agreed with some, disagreed with some, but hey, check out this show. Check out our YouTube. Just search Neutral Wrestling Podcast. Subscribe to the WWE versus AEW podcast. Just search WWE versus AEW on Apple Podcast, on Google Podcast. Subscribe to us. Follow us on Twitter and make sure you support us on Patreon. www.patreon.com forward slash neutral wrestling. I am your host, Daniel. It's been a pleasure as always, and I will see you all for week 19 of the Wednesday night. Wars. All I've been hearing is Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Takeover, Johnny blah blah blah. Well now it's time to step up and prove it Johnny. And everyone's gonna find out that Johnny Gargano isn't the next Finn Balor. Oh, yeah, just... yeah. No, no, you're right. I'm not the next Finn Balor. I'm the first and only Johnny Gargano. The first Triple Crown Champion in NXT history. More Takeover main events than anyone, including you. But you're right. I do need this match because I need to beat the longest reigning NXT champion of all time to solidify myself as the face of this brand. And that happens to be you. But let's be honest with one another, okay? You need this match.
just as much as I do. I don't need this match. What do you need this match for? To have match of the year? I don't care if this match is 20 minutes or 20 seconds. I don't get paid by the hour, but I'm gonna take my time. Yeah, there, there, right there, I see it. I see it in your eyes. That's the guy I want in Portland. That's the Finn Balor I want. That's the Finn Balor I need to beat. That's NXT Finn Balor. That's not Raw and SmackDown Finn Balor, no. That's not the guy that lost to Bobby Lashley like 17 weeks in a row on Monday Night Raw. No, that's not him. He's if that guy shows up to Portland, I swear to God, I am gonna eat him alive. You're gonna wish that guy showed up in Portland. But that guy's dead long time ago. I ain't here to have match of the year. I'm here to have match of your life. The last match of your life. You make all the threats you want. You can point your fingers and make mean faces. But in Portland, you better be ready. Because I'm gonna take that NXT flag you left behind, the flag I wave proudly, and I'm gonna drive it straight through your heart. And I don't miss. Johnny, I don't have a heart. <laughs>